Welcome back to GI Pearl, the gastroenterology and hepatology literature review podcast, where I read the journals so you don't have to. Before we get to the articles, I wanted to announce a few changes. Not sure if it'll make the podcast better or not, but this is what I'm doing. Life gets in the way, but I still want to keep reading papers, but production on the podcast with multiple articles seems a bit out of range in terms of time for me. So let's try something new. I'll put out two quick reviews, but we'll do it much more frequently. I also invite you to visit GIPearls.com and leave comments on the two papers that we will be reviewing here. Maybe we'll get a conversation going. Who knows? As always, if you want to help, go leave a review on iTunes or whichever podcatcher you're using. Or even better, tell your colleagues about the podcast. Okay, let's crack open those journals. This first study gives us a preview of a randomized trial of fit testing versus colonoscopy. Comes out of Sweden and over 30,000 patients randomized to colonoscopy and 60,000 to fit testing two years apart. So in the intention to treat group, 0.16% of patients in colonoscopy group had colon cancer found compared to 0.2% of fit positive group. 2% had advanced adenomas on colonoscopy group compared to 1.6% in the fit positive group. Why so low? Well, few problems Participation rates were much lower for colonoscopy group, 30% only, but still low for FIT group as well, about 55%. FIT positivity rate was 6.8%, and about 9 out of 10 folks who had a positive FIT test had a colonoscopy. Here's a good piece of data. Adenoma detection rate was 20% for colonoscopy group and 34% for the FIT positive group. Two perforations happened out of over 16,000 colonoscopies, and major bleeding happened in 1 out of 1,100 colonoscopies. So to detect one cancer, 218 colonoscopies had to be performed, compared to 49 in the FIT group. Gives you an idea on a large scale what you should expect to find. A few takeaways. It's always worth reading these large trials for several reasons. You can, again, see ballpark numbers of adenoma detection rates, complication rates, and other good nuggets of data. For example, remember the 2% of patients had advanced adenoma on colonoscopy group compared to 1.6% in the FIT positive group. That means there is about 0.4% of patients walking around with advanced adenomas who never got that colonoscopy to get them out. Otherwise, it'd be very strange why a FIT positive group would have less advanced adenomas, especially when you have such large numbers in this data set. Obviously, no mortality data to support colonoscopy or even FIT testing, but this is all good data, and we're probably going to get some mortality benefit. So the next paper is titled Vetalizumab is associated with lower risk of serious infections than anti-tumor factor agents in older adults, and it's published in CGH. One of the more challenging clinical situations is new-onset inflammatory bowel disease in older adults. These folks are already at an increased risk of infections, so messing with the immune system is problematic. We kind of had a feeling that anti-TNFs and thiopurines may not be the best options for these patients, and thankfully now we have a couple of other options. So this study is a retrospective cohort of anti-TNF versus vedolizumab, looking at infection-related hospitalizations, not related to IBD, meaning no perianal abscesses or similar. Bottom line, that there was a lower risk of infection with vedolizumab, without a difference in IBD-related surgery or new steroid use. How much lower? Adjusted 
hazard ratio of 0.35. So that's not so bad. So keep in mind that this overall risk of infection is low for both groups. One estimate cited in the paper is 5 per 100 person years. Also, Varsity is the only trial that I'm aware of that compared antitnf with vedolizumab, and there were no older patients in those trials. So this is probably as good of a data as we are going to ever get. Certainly something to consider when starting new medications in your patients above the age of 65 with new onset IBD. Okay, quick takeaways from today's two papers. One, you should probably measure your fit positive ADR, and it should be way higher than your average screening ADR. Remember, in the study that I quoted, it was 20% for colonoscopy alone versus 34% for fit positive group, so about 14% higher. And the second takeaway is vedolizumab may be a little safer than anti-TNF in terms of adverse infection rates, especially in the elderly, but risk is low for both. That's all. Thanks again for listening to GI Pearls. Spread the word. Let your colleagues know about the podcast. Let me know what you think about the new format. Shoot me an email at info at gipearls.com. Follow me on Twitter at gi underscore pearls. Comments, suggestions are always welcome. All right, signing off. Till next time.